Today on the Time Show, Bud Light UFC matchup tweet gets a TKO. Vivek on Fanny West corruption goes viral. Cisco laying off 5% of their workforce in order to focus on AI. Lucid Motors to lower their prices. And Cheerios and other General Mills products contain a chemical linked to infertility. All of that much more on the Topping Show. Thank you everyone for taking the time to tune in today. Today's episode of Topping Show is proudly sponsored by Topping Technologies. Topping Technologies is an IT value-added reseller and services company with a special proficiency in IT security. Heck, I see their founder at least twice today. Gotta say he's quite handsome and brilliant. He's me, you see, that's a joke. If you're an IT there or a business owner, reach the team at sales at toppingtechnologies.com. Also trying to get to 4,000 subscribers by the end of February. So if you could click that button, I would greatly appreciate it. Now, going over to the business part of the podcast, you have Cisco laying off 5% of their workforce in order to focus more on AI. Now, for consumers who might not work in IT or have barely ever heard of Cisco, they had a couple of products at Walmart throughout the years. So that's how, anecdotally speaking, some of my family members know of the brand. But they're mainly known for their enterprise sales, especially networking. Some debate on if they invented it, but many would argue they perfected it and have well over 50% market share. So if you ever use the internet, probably should thank Cisco because there's a disproportionately high probability that you're using some of their infrastructure. So a lot of the switches, one of my favorite things to do is when I'm, since again, my IT day job, when I'm going on a customer site, like the iSpy, look at the ceiling and what kind of access point is in the ceiling. And most of those wireless access points or WAPs are usually branded with a Cisco logo and they look like a little square. Now, fascinatingly enough, I was surprised that the rap community is very interested in wireless access points as well. I believe it was Cardi B or Nicki Minaj or one of those gals. She made a whole song about, about wireless access points, which I was going to say, to be that enthusiastic about technology, pretty interesting and impressive. I mean, I love technology, but I haven't written any songs about it lately. But nevertheless, now Cisco, in terms of their total employee count, they have quite a few to say the least. And a lot of people debate how much, how many resources do they really need when they have default monopoly on the market. Cisco is brilliant in terms of they basically invented the certification for networking. So if you want to have a certification that says, hey, I can do this type of networking work, well, you're going to take a Cisco university class and get a Cisco certification. And that really laid the groundwork, in my belief, for one of the reasons they're so overwhelmingly popular is because so many people tie their careers and resumes to the Cisco certifications. Now, again, they're laying off 5% of their workforce and that correlates to around 4,000 employees being let go and again, or it looks like specifically it's 4,250 if I don't get really precise. And they note that this will actually cost the company quite a bit to let them go. So they're saying between severance packages and benefits, the short-term cost is going to be, I can't believe this, 800, not thousand dollars, 800 million dollars to let go 4,250 employees, which Next question, what's the average cost? Because it's fourth, and I know public schools, they're at all time low and pretty much every metric, the ACT score is at a 32 year low. And yet teachers unions say we need to give them even more money and spend even more on them. But nevertheless, we're gonna do a little bit of math here today. So let's see, that's 800,000 or $800 million. That's quite a lot of zeros. Then divide by 4,250 workers. And that will give us the cost per worker on average, which, Again, this is doing some, actually more value add than some public schools in the United States, believe it or not. Now that equates to $180,235.29 per user. Again, average. That is 
quite a lot. Now, when asked for comments, the Cisco CEO Chuck Robbins told investors, quote, our innovation sits at the center of an increasingly connected ecosystem and will play a critical role in our customers adopt AI and secure their organizations, unquote. Again, they have about 85,000 workers worldwide and they actually recently decreased their revenue forecast. So they're not thinking it's going to be a good fiscal year as well. And they also just paid one of the largest tech acquisitions in history when they bought a Splunk out for billions upon billions upon billions of dollars. I believe it's like, was it $27 billion or $28 billion for one of the largest SIM solutions on the planet? So they definitely need to cut their over costs and they keep shifting more and more into software and AI, which makes sense. No tech company wants to be a hardware company, partially because hardware companies, again, you have to worry about manufacturing, you have to worry about the global economy in terms of what if one country is shut down because of a pandemic and you can't ship certain products. Well, that's gonna hurt your fiscal books a lot more than if you're just software up in the cloud. Again, that's Amazon's problem. That's their data centers. That's why everyone uses AWS and they're building those out quite robustly usually. So, and it's also traded at a higher multiplier if it's a publicly exchanged company. So every company wants to be a software company, whether they admit it or not. And we see this more and more with tech companies in general. They don't wanna be hardware associated. They wanna be software associated. So I'm not too surprised that they're having these cuts at Cisco. now. Interestingly enough, I don't think it's going to really hurt their sales too much because again, Cisco, like many of these tech companies, has an in, a hybrid sales approach. So they have a direct model for some of the largest clients like Walmart, which, again, spoiler alert, go to Walmart, look up the ceiling, you'll see a wireless access point with a Cisco logo on it because they won that business. Now, that's a direct account, so they sell Cisco so directly to them, but a lot of their sales are indirect where they use companies such as myself and other managed services providers where we will buy it from a distributor and we will resell, install, service the product to the end user mostly businesses well for me businesses in the greatest country some debated state in the world texas so i actually don't think this news of the job cuts will hurt their ability to hit their revenue marks for the year even though they are decreasing their forecasts. i think that's more to do with the economy now it's interesting to see again they're pushing more and more to ai there's an unfathomable amount of value over ai but there are also at times where every company says they're starting to do it and i almost wonder how much of it is going to be like the dot-com crash or the dot-com bur bubble burst? Because again, a lot of companies doing it, there will be things similar to automotive. There'll be a couple of the big ones that have a majority market share, but mm, when the cards fall, it'll be interesting to see how this ventures for Cisco. They do have a majority market share for networking, trying to get more into AI. I think long-term will probably be a good fit for them specifically. It will be interesting to see how the whole industry ventures later on. Other interesting business news, you have Lucid Motors to decrease the price of their entry-level EV by around $8,000. Now, Lucid Motors is known for making a luxury EV sedan, which to me, they all look the same. And I'm a gearhead. I usually notice the nuances and little differences between the trim levels. Lucid Motors, their most expensive one, the Lucid Sapphire XY Banana Falcon. Pretty sure that's the trim level. It is the Lucid Air, Blue Sapphire, something like that. It costs $249,000 before the government steals, I mean, taxes it. So yeah, tack on a little extra money for that. And again, they look okay. I went, again, for a quarter million dollars, I want something with a stick shift, you know, three pedals as every vehicle should have by default. You have an infinite more amount of fun and also won't break in, you know, seven years when, you know, the battery's dead and that's the majority of the value of the vehicle. But I partially digress. Now, Lucid Motors, again, they're known for having the most expensive luxury brand for EVs, I would say. And they're slowly increasing their market share, but they're still losing money. Granted, the losses are lessening per vehicle. So they're moving in the right direction. 
again, not financial advice. They're publicly traded. Their stock's been crashing or tumbling precipitously. To me, the silver lining is Saudi Arabia is one of the biggest backers of the company. And they basically print money for a living. In that country, if you look at what the leadership is saying, they want to move more into tech and EV. That's kind of what they see as the future in terms of their economy. And the, it shows what the type of incentives they're having for tech companies to actually open up regional headquarters in those areas. Now, going back to this comes to us thanks to TechCrunch.com. And they note that specifically the rear wheel drive version of the base model Lucid Air Pure will now start at 69900 which previously was $77,400. Now that you note that the most more, the more powerful Lucid Air Touring model, which offers all wheel drive performance and roughly 50% more horsepower, will now start at $77,900, down from $85,900, and the all wheel drive version of the Pure being discontinued. Oh, 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 no, no. All five prospective clients will be, their hearts will be shattered. I mean, there's at least six, five, maybe six people who really had their hearts set on getting that specific trim level. They, now, they also know that even the Lucid Grand Air Touring, so they have the Grand Air, then they have Grand Air Touring. Again, I don't know who's in charge of their marketing, but nevertheless, the Grand Air Touring offers 500 miles of range. That looks like it's going from, going to be starting at 109,900 down from 110,900. Woohoo, look at that discount. I'm going to go buy it right now, said I can't help. No, no one is thinking that. I guess that has to be more marketing than cost because $1,000 to them is nothing. They're losing, you know, 40 plus thousand dollars per vehicle. But psychologically speaking, and it's a fascinating thing, especially you see it's in retail. There's a reason everything is priced at 90, at 99 cents. And perhaps I'm just sore and bitter because as a child, I had my heart set on getting a, what was it? An electric scooter back in the day. But my family couldn't afford it because, again, they were very expensive. It's a luxury thing. No one needs it. And then I saw on the cover a sharper image. It was like, it said in big, bold font, electric scooter, under $200. I'm like, oh, my gosh, my family can finally afford this. Yes, yes. Maybe it'll be $20, maybe $30. Remember, I was a kid. I was in the single digits. I think I was eight or nine years old. I go to the page in the sharper image catalog and $199, it was $199.99. And don't forget, the government takes another, you know, 8 to 12% in sales tax on top of that. So... Is there, but it is. It gets people's attention. It works, especially in retail. That's why you see everything's, it's not $10, it's $9.99. So for that specific trim level, I suspect that's just for marketing. Because again, it's just, it's a, it's under $110,000. It's $109,900. But it's psychologically, maybe that might be what they're doing. Now, they also know that additional offering $1,000 down towards the purchase of a charging station for home, including free scheduled maintenance. Now, it looks like in terms of 2023 sales, last year's fiscal year sales, they delivered 6,001 cars, which again, they're ramping up production. It's taking time, obviously. Investors aren't happy these days. So it'll be interesting to see. They also note that the cars, car, the company's cars are not eligible for the 7,500 point of sale federal EV tax credit, though they do qualify for the leasing credit of the same amount. And Lucid CEO Peter Rawlinson, who's he got a really he had a really big compensation package thrown at him last year, so he's going to be around for quite some time. I mean, the incentive is there, and he noted that quote: "The company is struggling with marketing." Which, yeah, because they all look they look to me they look boring and they all look the same. All the trim levels: the one that starts at eighty thousand dollars and one that goes to you know a quarter of a million dollars. And people talk smack about the old Dodge Chrysler Challenger cars, but. Because again, they had one of the biggest spreads. It started at like 
30,000 and went over to like over a hundred thousand dollars but at least those they put some effort into adding some additional air well, air scoops and other things on the vehicle different they made them visually look different enough where i would say the average person could tell a little bit the charger whereas these no way most average consumers can tell differences and again that that tax credit is a lot of incentives because again your tax dollars are paying for it so seven thousand five hundred doesn't qualify for that so again lucid motors he also says oh yeah when it comes to the company company struggling marketing the ceo peter said quote too few people are aware of not just the car but even the company unquote yeah that's true i mean i think my friends know it as being comically expensive for very low relatively low known brand name and debatable quality there's been one or two interesting like youtubers and automotive um, articles that have covered the technology in the vehicle but yeah it's uh things aren't looking great over there it's partially because you know tesla already makes cars that are just as fast maybe a fraction of a second slower so i mean you're not going to be they're not really an industry leader in the speed department perhaps they have a little bit more leather and doodads thrown in the side to make it more of a luxury that's the whole shtick they're going after is a luxury brand but again i mean personally I can't conceivably think of a way or reason or I would never buy a Lucid, but that that's just me. I mean, I can't. Yeah. To me, it'd just be boring as hell. There's a, you only have so many times in your life where your heart is beating. You only have so many instances where you're holding the steering wheel of a vehicle. Why not have one with a soul and have three pedals and a manual transmission? Actually smile every time you punch the accelerator, but that's just me. I would be fascinated here. Would you pay, you know, $89,000 plus for a Lucid Air, Sapphire, Banana, Falcon, whatever trim level you want? I'd be, as always, fascinated here, what you have to say. Now, going over to the Culture Problem Podcast, you have Bud Light UFC matchup is, well, that tweet is TKO. Bud Light is down, as usual. Now, this comes to us thanks to their ex-Twitter account, and they posted this a while back saying, quote, may these hashtag UFC 298 matchups be as cold as a beer in your fridge, unquote. Which, I was going to say, in terms of metrics, that was also pretty boring, to say the least. They only got... 11,700 views within 48 hours. So again, had time to brew, pun moderately intended. So not a lot of people saw it for, again, a company with billions of dollars in resources at disposal. I only got 47 likes. And that's brag, when in 2023, I had one video that got 90 likes one time. Not to brag. Well, perhaps just a bit. And this only got 14 comments, which is little to say the least. And of course, most of the comments are viscerally, as youth might say, roasting them. They're a lot of material to work with. So let's dive in and say what people are saying. And again, this doesn't, it's not a very persuasive advertisement either. It's not telling you to take a picture with the Bud Light, like at your favorite UFC event, or who's your favorite. It's not really interacting with the audience or prospective clients. Granted, I don't know how many prospective clients there really are for the product, but nevertheless. Now, again, one of the top comments comes from just HP from CT. She says, sounds good to me. Now, no one liked that. Not even Bud Light. They did respond to her saying, a 10-10 Saturday? And someone did like the Bud Light response. Now, I'm just curious. So, just HB. So, she she has 378 followers. Joined in 2021. And she is mentally vacuous or stupid, whatever you want to say. All of her tweets, they're just retweets for free crap. Especially the gift cards where, oh yeah, if you go to this, what was this? The hashtag BS Millions, where they say, we're sending $100 to one person who retweets this. 
So again, I can't believe things she's just in it, and she does repost for all the Bud Light, Budweiser, the stupid sporting sporting show with the was it Tyler Taylor Kelsey, whatever the, those guys are, or was it Pat McAfee, whatever those guys are. But it's the one where they he just gives away gift cards, and it gets people to retweet it. Again, I'm not sure how many people actually authentically care about the show if they're just doing it for the you know the retweets or the the gift cards. So that, the first comment. On the Bud Light is someone who's mentally vacuous or a robot. The second one comes from Anita Moonzi, and she says, "Quote: I need beer in my fridge, but I'm broke. Help a Bud Light girl out." <laughs> Bud Light did not respond to her. Ooh, she got cold shouldered. And let's see how this. She seems mentally vacuous already. She has no money, but she wants to inebriate herself by drinking a Bud Light. Well, not only. I mean, granted, it's not proved to inebriate yourself by drinking Bud Light in general, but if you don't have money and that's your priority, that says something about you as well. Go to her profile. She's been on the pro. She's been on X Twitter since 2021, so it's not new. She has 2,000 followers. And let's see. Retweeting for what the heck is this? DraftKings, something called Pro Shop. Rat way. Multiple ways we can win raffles. A lot of raffles, retweets. So, again, I would say someone who's definitely not a prospective client because they just want it for free. But two people did like her response, interestingly enough. And, yeah, some might say I'm a little bit slow. Her name is Anita Munze. Is that just a play on words? Is she, I, Anita Money? Is that what she's trying to say? Maybe? Or is that just a fascinating coincidence where someone is broke and their name is I need a money I mean what are the odds I don't know if that's self-fulfillment or something like that but yeah I would say this isn't an effective yeah she's not gonna buy it but she, she just wants free Bud Light which again if even in your darkest hours that would just make the situation infinitely worse but I partially digress now go over to Roberto he says easy to celebrate which is a lie he just wants to hashtag for free stuff. He has 408 followers. Same thing with retweeting. No one liked him. Now, we're getting to those responses that actually has more than zero or two likes. The first one that actually got some real traction comes from Steve Davis. And he's, he says, quote, the old beers expired still in your fridge. And quote, getting six likes, which eh, I think most people who had Bud Light probably threw it away. Like if you had Bud Light and then you decided you were well, going to boycott the brand, you either threw it out, threw it out, threw it out, made a viral video throwing it out, probably about almost a year ago. April first is when they brilliantly hired Dylan Mulvaney for one hundred eighty-five thousand dollars to make a couple of videos and a picture celebrating Dylan's three hundred sixty-five days of being a woman with a little commemorative can. Which, incidentally, I almost feel like Indiana Jones and Harrison Ford. That can does belong in a museum. I mean, it should be in a business or marketing museum forever, just to show the business blunder of the century. And just the power of not knowing your customers and trying to sell alcohol to children not being a wise thing. Now, Julia Broderick says, quote, not an apology, getting three likes. Diana Smith says, quote, I need Bud Light in my fridge too. Hashtag UFC, send us the cash to cash app like last year. Was, was Bud Light doing that? Sending literally cash to bribe their clients or prospective clients? Joining her profile, she has 14 followers. Joined in 2021. And she just wants free crap. So she's retweeting for everything. Gift cards, free Budweiser, retweeting the, yeah, everything Bud Light. And it looks like, yeah, Bud Light did do sweepstakes where you just win cash. 
I can't imagine being a shareholder and be like, the hell are you guys doing? But nevertheless, then we have that nice big button that says, show additional replies, including those that make a tape offensive content. Well, of course, let's click the bonus button. Click that. And Logan Edwards says, quote, F Bud Light, no one wants your shit. Beer trans lovers keep wasting our money. America's done with you, unquoting two likes. Julian Isaacs says, quote, go woke or broke. Your stupid trans lovers deserve being forgotten, unquote. Now, no one did like that, though it was there. No one liked it. There's no hearts for that specific statement. Now, of course, you go to the very top. There's a little button that says show the hidden responses. So that's a super secret comment. You got to read those. Click that button. And we get quite a few. One comes from A. They simply say, screw you pervs. We don't want your beer. I'm getting two likes. SD says, quote, mass suspending on new sponsorships, new celebrities, new commercials. You just don't get it. Apologize. I'm getting two likes. Which, again, the metaphor like a, for a, a cheating wife or husband is quite apt in this situation where, again, coming home and bringing flowers or diamonds or whatever what do women buy for men, uh, a new socket wrench, coming home with a, a, a gift means nothing if it's just trying to bribe your way out of the situation. If you don't have an authentic apology, I mean, you're not really solving the situation, you're not addressing the issue, you're just putting a band-aid on the issue and hoping they forget. Which, again, this is a... Comp- this is a it's not a person. This is a company. But again, Brandon Whitworth, he could tweet or apologize. Now, that may cause some short-term pain with the far left and people start boycotting it again on that side of political aisles. It's devolved into a political issue. But you, I still contend they would get 4 to 5% of their previous sales back if they were to come out and just publicly apologize for the situation, say they're not going to try to target beer ads towards children anymore, and get out of politics. Now, again, I don't... It's been almost a year. The odds of that happening are basically zero. Well, perhaps not zero. It's just 0.0000000237, approximately. So I don't think we're realistically going to get an apology. Now, another comment comes from Mario. He says, quote, Bud, just letting you know, my boycott is still on. I used to consider myself one of your Bud-like core customers. It's the only beer I had in my fridge. I know I'll get an apology as soon as Hell Freeze is over, and that's the day... My, me and my fellow boycotters might return. I'm quoting two likes. Now, blow. Well, that's a pun. Okay, this person's name is Blow Biden, and they say, "quote Replying to Bud Light, F Bud Light, F UFC, F Dana White, F Kid Rock, F Peyton Manning, F Post Malone." Unquote. They did get one like, and those are all these celebrities who are either direct brand endorsement deals with Bud Light, or they've come out saying saying we should forgive Bud Light and you should buy the product again. So that's why this person is specifically calling out those specific people as well as entities in that specific post. And that did get one like. So again, there are a couple moderately not offensive replies to people saying just give me free stuff, but when we examine their profiles, and this happened 99.99% of the time, I think we've come across it twice in the past year covering this topic, or near year covering this topic, where if you go to the person who wants free stuff, you go to their profile, and it's not just every single post or repost. It's about gift cards or some crap you could win. Like it, it's only happened once or twice when it seems to be someone who authentically, and it usually is a sports balls fan, who they just love, what is it? The, please, the Seattle Seahawks or Seagulls, whatever this team is. Or they have this one gentleman who's really enthusiastic about that team. Anyway, his profile, a lot of the pictures is actually him with the product. And Bud Light, they do have those brand endorsement deals with the sports balls teams. So they have their little logos plastered on a can, and it builds that type of loyalty. So we've seen that happen once or twice, but overwhelmingly, we see all these, like, 
neutral or positive responses, they're not, not real. And again, this ad isn't really motivating you to go out and buy the product. It's not trying to build really a relationship. It's just, it is calling out an event that they're sponsoring. So if you tune into that event, but they also didn't even do that right. So they did tag the event, which is called, you know, hashtag UFC 298, but they didn't tag like individually hashtag the organization UFC or hashtag Dana White, which granted perhaps he told him, hell no, don't put me individually tagging in that. They didn't tag the people who are competing in it. So I, it seems just, and again, this probably took 12 seconds from an intern to tweet this. Perhaps they didn't put any thought, well, they certainly did put any energy into the specific tweet. But again, I don't see how this helps culturally shift the brand and try to regain some of your old clients. It just, to me, seems like, an ep as a youth might say, an epic fail. And I don't see it getting better anytime soon. Now, going over to the political part podcast, you have Vivek on Fannie Willis corruption going viral. Now, Vivek recently posted this in response to Fannie Willis being called before, well, she's not going to be held accountable these days. It's 2024 after all. And they were asking her, oh yeah, um, you have all this, you know, tens of thousands of dollars of cash at her house. And she had apparently given cash to her lover. Well, I shouldn't say really lover, her morally vacuous, mentally vacuous, what do you, you call him? A simp or a simpleton? But it was a man who cheated on his wife to sleep with uh, Fannie Willis, which no, no Fannie is worth cheating on or cheating for. And she apparently has been using taxpayer dollars to fund their escapades of going and flying everywhere and going on vacations. And I don't think she'll ever be held accountable, but it's certainly going viral. Now, Vivek specifically said, quote, the Fannie Willis testimony last week allowed ordinary Americans to see with their own eyes what they could have never imagined about justice system. If there are these, are if these are the kinds of crap prosecutors attempting to take down a former U.S. president, imagine what the system can do to you. Unquote. And I got 925,000 views and 39,000 likes within the first 24 hours. So really, it went quite viral to say the least. And going to the comment section, I think. I mean, everyone will probably be, yeah, it sucks. I mean, maybe we'll vote some people in who actually do their job. I mean. The odds that are pretty small to say the least. Go, a wise man once said, never tell me the odds. I mean, the odds are probably just 0 0.0000000000012, approximately, give or take. Now, going to the comment section, one of the first ones comes from Amit Shah Parody. says, quote, never forget the judge who fined Donald Trump $365 million laughed, smirked, and Eve smiled and smirked at the camera in court. This isn't about justice. These people are openly celebrating what they're doing, unquote. And they got 448 likes, which, spoiler alert, you look at the video, it is true. Judges are supposed to be impartial and not offer opinion or they're not, they're supposed to be relatively emotionless during the process and in the courtroom. So to see that someone be so open with their political bias is pretty rare. And it used, used to be rarer in the past. And again, that got 448 likes. Nice guy P says, quote, the person prosecuting Donald Trump admitted to the witness stand to money laundering, tax evasion, fraud, criminal finance violations, or sorry, campaign finance violations, and committed perjury. The biggest criminal in Georgia in the, is the Fulton County District Attorney, unquote. They got 577 likes, which is quite a few to say at least. Chris Pitsy says, quote, it was tremendous, a tremendous black eye for all the prosecutors everywhere. 
unprofessional, obnoxious, defiant, arrogant, disingenuous, unintelligent, and corrupt. All of that was shown at those hearings, and quote, getting 307 likes. One bad dude says, quote, Fannie is more suited to be serving inmate lunches to inmates, unquote, getting 145 likes. Although, given her corruption, that probably wouldn't end well. There'd be a lot of inmates escaping. Let's see here. News Nomad says, quote, get George Soros money out of our judicial system, getting 112 likes. Let's see. Let's see if there's any contrarian statements. Dr. Stephen Hens says, quote, the American people watched and witnessed what Soros has purchased as DAs and AGs. The DOJ has no credibility on getting 33 likes. NWI Patriots says, quote, this is, quote, this is not truth, justice, the American way. Bring back my American, I'm getting 43 likes. Let's see here. Do one or two more. Guns and Golf says, quote, Well said Vivek, many of us working in the judicial system have seen the politicization expanding and worsening over the years. It's only getting worse. The infiltration, the law schools 15 plus years ago, and have been churning out leftist attorneys for a long time, now getting 67 likes. The right guy says, quote, Last week they showed us what we already knew. There's nothing more than a, this is nothing more than a corrupt justice system that favors one party over the other, unquote, getting 74 likes. It is fascinating to see the same crime and the same actions. Only one side of the political aisle is actually being held accountable, which is quite concerning to say the least. Let's see. So it'll be interesting to see what the long-term ramifications are. I mean, it certainly just decreases any sentiment that the American has. Oh, that some Americans have in the judicial system. I'm sure it makes other people extremely happy to see it working their way. But let me know in the comment section. As always, be fascinating here. What you have to say. <laughs> now, going over to the business blunder of the day, you have Cheerios containing an infertility chemical. They are, after all, not part of a balanced breakfast. Now, this comes to us thanks to Fox 8, and they note that a chemical linked to infertility in animals is found in Cheerios and other oat related products, aka pretty much a majority of things found in the breakfast aisle. It's not a monopoly, but. If it's sugar or salty, most likely it's PepsiCo. They have all 60 plus percent of the salty snack aisle when you look at the chip aisle. And with the breakfast aisle, spoiler alert, Quaker Oats, Frito-Lay, they're both owned by PepsiCo. Quaker Oats, I mean, A plus for marketing, you know exactly what they do. They work with oats and oats and grains, all that kind of stuff. And unfortunately, it looks like this is in a lot of things. Now, again, this is just a new study, and this is coming from the Environmental Working Group found in that in four in five or 80% of Americans tested positive for an additive called chloromesquite. And they note that the described as uh, chloromacic as a toxic agricultural chemical used after a plant's growth. Additionally, the EWG found higher levels and more frequent detection of chloromate in samples collected in 2023 compared to the ones collected through 2017 to 2022. Now, they suggest that consumer exposure to chloramate has been on the rise. In 2017, chloramate was detected in 69% of study participants. Number increased to 74% between 2018-2022 and spiked to 90% in 2023. They note that since chloroquate typically leaves the body within 24 hours, the findings suggest Americans are regularly being exposed to the chemical. They note that EFG is also tested more than 20 oat-based foods for chloramate 
seven organic, 13 organic, and nine wheat-based products. However, it didn't specify the brands it tested overall. Let's see here. Scrolling down a little bit more. Looks like the chemical currently isn't approved for use on edible plants in the U.S., but the EPA does allow the food treated in which imported the country. The EPA says, <laughs> the EPA says based on its human risk assessment, it does not present any dietary, residential, or aggregate, aggregate risk of concern. Let's see here. Now they say, however, ESEWG said that additional research is needed to investigate any possible health effects possible. Because again, this is the chemical that is found in fertility animals and it's been found again in Cheerios couple of others. It would be interesting to see, does the farming process change? I mean, granted, PepsiCo and General Mills, the owner of Cheerios and Cheerios did not immediately respond to their comment for the quest, but they said that their products adhere to all regulatory requirements, quote unquote. So again, some of these, so it sounds like some of the things that are imported for food in the United States that is allowed to have the chemical on it, but it'll be interesting to see, I mean, hopefully they get this stuff figured out sooner than, rather than later. And just another fellow warning to be very careful about what you put into your body and what you eat. But again, having your product associated with those bad chemicals, which I would think, I tend to say more and more Americans are starting to tune into what they put in their body, or at least I hope they are. That is certainly the business blunder of the day. Thank you, everyone, again, for taking the time to tune in today. Again, I'm trying to get you 4,000 subscribers by the end of the month, so if you click that button, i greatly appreciate it. Also, leave me a thumbs up, thumbs down, or comment. Great way to give me some additional feedback. Let me know how I can improve the show. Lastly, don't forget to take the time to tell your family, tell your friends, tell your coworkers. Heck, tell your enemies, tell anyone and everyone. Just stay safe and fight the good fight.